0: Today's read is from Meditations Across the King's River, African-Inspired Wisdom for Life's Journey by James Weeks. To doubt yourself is to doubt the intelligence of the universe and your ancestors. Introduction If there's one thing my journey has taught me, it is that the human spirit is hungry and must be fed regularly. I created the Facebook page for Across the Kings River in 2009 to support my film. I had no idea my inspirational messages would resonate with so many around the world. Inspiring others has become my life's mission I'm dedicated because I know tens of thousands look forward to these daily messages for guidance and hope, but most readers appreciate a good backstory, so by revealing some of my own struggles and spiritual experiences, observers can have an understanding of the forces and events that shaped me as they try to apply these teachings to their own lives. The spiritual affirmations I share on Facebook come to me intuitively each day. Most of the essays, however, were inspired by my travels throughout the Caribbean and by my path as a priest of Ifa. I believe wisdom is universal and that some of the core concepts Avifa, can benefit people of all faiths. A profound respect for nature lies at the heart of this ancient philosophy that originated with the Yoruba people of southwest Nigeria. We do not start from the premise that we are higher than the rest of creation. We bow down to trees, rivers, hills, and mountains, says Yoruba scholar, Wande a bimbola. the people of ancient africa did not view nature as something to be exploited governed or conquered reverence for the ancestors or the igun, is another core practice of ifa and most african spiritual traditions throw away the idea that people die says the late zulu healer ph Nshali ancestors do good and powerful work. The ancestors know what is the best life for you. They are serving you. You may think you know better, but only the ancestors can see the whole picture. The ancestors work on their own schedule, their own time. Ifa was brought from West Africa to the Americas by Yoruba captives, during the transatlantic slave trade. Although many in the African diaspora are increasingly turning to Ifa and other African-inspired spiritual traditions in a search for self-identity, Ifa has mushroomed into a globally significant religion practiced by hundreds of millions of all races. Ifa predates Christianity and Islam and is a vibrant melange of spirituality, art, literature, history, ethics, dance, metaphysics, divination, poetry, medicine, sacrifice, mathematics, and science. Along with the belief in a supreme god or force known as Olodumare, believers of Ifa also pay homage to the Orishas, deities that represent different forces of nature. Oya is the orisha of the wind, hurricanes and tornadoes. There are some 401 orishas and each one has a crucial role to play in our spiritual development and the survival of life on the planet. From the depths of the ocean comes the orisha yemoja often spelled Y-E-M-A-N-J-A or Y-E-M-A-Y-A, Yemaya, the ever-vigilant mother whose invigorating waters give birth to all life forms. The name Yemoja literally means the mother whose children are the fish. The perpetual motion of the tides is Yemoja's attempt to cradle her children in her womb. Everyone knows, no life form can survive without water, but few are aware we can't survive without lightning. The energy, the Yorubas call shango, which helps to fertilize plants. Lightning strikes the earth 100 times every second, more than eight and a half million times a year. As harmful as lightning can be, Its absence would mean the speedy and total destruction of life on this planet. In less than one hour, the Earth would lose the negative electrical charge that enables it to convert atmospheric nitrogen into nitrogen, which almost all plants require. Without plants, there would be no animal life, says Freeman Patterson in the book Photography of Natural Things, so give praise when you hear shango bellowing in the storm-drenched skies in the face of global warming and income inequality i believe the messages of indigenous spiritual traditions will become increasingly relevant rather than isolate ourselves In these challenging times, the sacred teachings of Ifa say there should be a gathering together like trees do, to form a forest, and we should not walk alone. It is in schools that we find the Egbele fish in the ocean. Bees form swarms. Brooms are formed from bundles of twigs, and the Eligiri birds form flocks. As I share my journey, I encourage readers to reflect on their own journey and dreams. I have included spiritual insights as well as strategies that help keep me grounded and focused each day. I've included a chapter on finances because it is rarely discussed in our communities. My belief is is that spiritual growth must be balanced with financial literacy and by taking small, practical steps to create intergenerational wealth. Financial activism is just as important as political and environmental activism and must be embraced. I am honored that Mark Feijao Milligan, One of the great Crucian artists of our times designed the cover of this book. Ironically, Mark grew up across the street from my grandmother's house on St. Croix, but we only met for the first time several years ago. The cover art has great spiritual significance to me. The golden halos around the heads of the elder and the children indicate that these are visitors from the spirit world, yet they are also from this world. This art reinforces the message that we are not alone on this journey and that our ancestors are always guiding us. I thank Faye for his burst of creative energy welcoming travelers of earth and travelers of heaven on the long journey back home. Chapter 1. Our Greatest Job finding purpose you can't reject yourself and hope to find God true spirituality begins by first embracing yourself my friend Vanessa messaged me on Facebook recently how does one discover their purpose she asked does your spirit guide or teacher tell you I ask because I wonder when I'll ever know mine I want to choose to do something in my life that makes me feel happy and fulfilled, but I also want it to be aligned with my life's purpose, she said. And I hear this question often. The search for purpose is universal and is one of the core themes of my film, Across the King's River. For many, the quest for meaning is elusive because the struggle to survive is so time-consuming and draining. It often leaves little time for addressing the needs of our soul and our longing to live a purposeful life. Given the daunting challenges in the world and in our personal lives, many dismiss the quest for purpose as irrelevant or self-indulgent. I strongly disagree. Our purpose, no matter how humble, has a role to play in the healing of the earth Surely, the great civil rights leaders and artists of our times were connected and committed to their purpose and were able to draw from a seemingly endless reservoir of courage and inspiration when others would have simply given up. In my mid-twenties, I was blessed with the opportunity to interview the acclaimed activist writer Audre Lorde shortly after the publication of her book, A Burst of Light. Audrey was living on St. Croix at the time, and even though she was dying from cancer, she was still committed to her purpose. I write because I have difficult truths to tell, she said. I train myself for triumph by knowing it is mine, no matter what. I visualize daily winning the battles going on inside my body, and this is an important part of fighting for my life. I'm going to write until it comes out of my ears, my eyes, my nose holes, everywhere. Until it's every breath I breathe, she said, in a burst of light. During her career, Audrey Lord endured death threats, wiretaps on her phone, and was passed over for numerous university teaching jobs because of her activism. Luckily, most of us won't face death threats as we attempt to live our purpose, but we must be prepared to make tough choices. Living on purpose does not necessarily mean we will be compensated financially. A friend lost her job recently and wants to use this opportunity to launch her own business as a healer. However, she is struggling and is depressed because she's not making much money and feels like a failure. I told her she is exactly where she needs to be at this stage of her journey as an entrepreneur and that blessings can come in other ways. In the book called To Heal, African shamanic healers, the late Zulu healer PH Nshali, offers sage advice about following purpose. We all know when we are not following our calling. We are unhappy. We are restless. We do not, we we do not like the people we work with. We do not like our work. We must move on. This work, these people, It is not their fault, we are in the wrong place. It's so important to take responsibility for our own healing. As for financial security, Inchali says, it all depends on how you obey your orders. If you obey exactly as the ancestors direct your practice, your life will not fail. The ancestors will provide. At first, you may worry, how will you pay your bills? the children's school fees then you become so caught up in your calling your true work your love for it grows soon you are only serving and not worrying so much about the bills when you need it most money or goods arrive your calling is God's work God does not call us then leave us to drown in hardship So far, what Nshali says feels true on my own journey. My trials have equipped me with the confidence to speak about purpose with authenticity. One can't teach what one does not know. Here are some tips I often share with clients who are seeking insight into their purpose. One, the clues are all around us. Put them together. Ask yourself the following questions. What are your hobbies? What causes are you drawn to? If money were not a factor, what would you spend most of your time doing? What did you aspire to be as a child growing up? What problems are you good at solving? What kind of help do others come to you for? What kind of books do you like? read? Who do you admire? What would you like to change about the world? When do you feel most fulfilled? Two, what kind of jobs have you done in the past? Is there a connection between past jobs and what you're doing for a living now? If so, what is the connection? Don't assume there's no connection. 30 years ago, I worked as a journalist. My skills as a writer helps me to fulfill my current path as a healer by enabling me to reach large audiences through inspirational stories. 3. Ask the experts. Your ancestors simply ask your ancestors to use you as a vessel so you can be of service to others. Then Follow the inspiration that comes to you each day. If you do this consistently, I believe you'll always be in alignment with your purpose, even if it changes from time to time. For it's possible to have more than one purpose. I believe our purpose can change from time to time based on the needs of the universe. While an African shaman told me I am a healer my journey has also led me to become a filmmaker and a businessman had I only embraced my path as a healer I would have missed out on other passions that are meaningful to me do not passively accept what someone says your purpose is allow your heart to help make those decisions five adapt to life's detours Though I have clarity about my purpose, my wife and I face obstacles like everyone else. Our current hardships are mostly financial. The bank threatened to foreclose on our home when we fell behind on our mortgage, but we were able to get our loan modified. The IRS and the state tax board have been hounding us and garnishing our checks for years. These challenges taught me to shift and to become more financially literate. Now, I am learning to get our money to work smarter for us by setting up a trust. Thankfully, things are improving, and I have peace of mind. Mali Domasome, the great African shaman and author of the Book of Water and the Spirit, and author of the Book of Water and the Spirit, was kidnapped by Jesuit priests as a child and was taken away from his culture and people for many years. He had to go through this experience in order to fulfill his purpose. When I think of my own struggles, I often reflect on Malidoma's journey. The quest for purpose is not a vacation, Malidoma says. We must be prepared for adversity along the way. Six. Your family members can lead you closer to your purpose. Shortly after I met Stephanie Hamilton, the woman who was to become my wife, she told me I had a rich inner life and a unique way of expressing myself. Before long, she helped me launch my career as a writer. I might not have considered it otherwise. My eldest son led me to my path as a healer. Pay attention to what the people in your life are inspiring you to do and pay attention to issues they are struggling with. Their challenges might be connected in some way to your purpose. 7. Envision the purpose. I'm sorry. Envision the person or people you feel called to serve. What is their story? What keeps them up at night worrying What are their deepest fears? How can you help? What will happen to them if you don't do what you're inspired to do? What will become of you if you keep allowing your own fears to get in the way? What steps are you taking on a daily basis to sharpen your skills? What legacy would you like to leave for others? Eight get a spiritual reading faiza trini perry a priest of Ogun in houston texas discovered her purpose the same way i did through ifa divination prior to finding and fulfilling her purpose she had all the outward trappings of success but was still unhappy i had the education i had the good job i had the house I had the nice children, I had the nice husband. I felt like I was going through the motions. The spiritual reading she received was the key to unlocking my purpose, says Faiza. She was told her destiny was to become an initiated priest, Ogun and to help others grow spiritually. Her specialty is nurturing and grooming young women in her spiritual tradition. And nine, listen deeply. My friend Maria is one of my biggest inspirations of what it means to follow one's purpose. She recently turned down an opportunity for a role in a film being produced by Oprah Winfrey's Harper Productions. Maria is a healer and wellness coach by profession. Her role in the film would have required her to play a healer, but. After listening to her spirit guides in meditation, Maria realized the role was not a good fit for her. Although it was tough to say no to an offer that most people would have accepted without hesitation, Maria listened to an inner voice and did just that. As a teacher of spirituality, she couldn't tell her students to follow their intuition if she was unwilling to follow hers she explained. "'I can't not listen,' she said. "'I've always been guided and I fully trust. "'I will listen as long as the message is clear. "'I made a vow to the universe "'that I will do everything in my power "'to help enlighten people's lives "'through spirituality,' says Maria."